Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host KB, and this podcast brings you the audio experience of GameDev.TV. Now, let's get right into the podcast. I'm Luis Quintero, or Luis Quintero in Espanol, in Spanish, and uh, I'm a music composer, a music producer, and I have my music for, you know, Studio Furukawa, Pixel Car Racer, games that have over 10 million downloads and installs. And recently I have partnered with Amanote, which is the basically the publisher of these games like Magic Tales, Piano Tales, and you know, it's so awesome. So I'm very happy to be here. And we're happy to have you here. Mm-hmm. Now let's go, let's go way back. What is your first memory of cre- uh, creating music? Creating music, my first memory, I think it's when I was in third grade. Uh, you know, literally creating music. Because before creating music, I played instruments. I played like uh, ukulele. It's not a ukulele. It's called cuatro in Venezuela. Okay. So it was like a ukulele, and uh, but that wasn't creating music, right? That is not creating music. So that my first true. memory of creating music. That's true. Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, and. My first memory creating music is was when I was I discovered this software of music production in the computer of my brother because there's here's the funny story. Uh, you know, before of this, putting a little bit more of background, I really wanted to play piano mm-hmm. and play the guitar. But uh, but my mother couldn't afford that. So, you know, we were very you know, in a very poor family. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we were we had only money for food. So so my money couldn't my mother couldn't afford that so that's why I started playing cuatro which is a very very like ukulele uh, kind of instrument so but I, I get bored I was like seven years old so I don't know <laughs> I get bored about that and uh, then I started you know producing music because I discovered a software of music production in the computer of my brother so it was like oh my goodness you can make music with this and it was really cool so my first memory was like when I created music in that software. Mm-hmm. So once you created that first, like let's say soundtrack or music in the software, you like fell in love and you were like, I want to do this forever. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, forever. Yeah, you were like, this is so cool, awesome. Yeah. So then, how did you learn how to do it? You just mess around with it, or did you take any like YouTube videos or courses? Well, I was nine when I started, so. So it was like, it was very interesting. I first, I didn't know, and you know, I started to, you know, just mess around with the program, with the software. And then, of course, I really, you know, was interested and I learned from YouTube mostly. So being super thankful to YouTube. Yeah, no, YouTube's the best. So much free content. You can learn anything you want as long as you have discipline. Just boom, there it is. Now, how long did you spend like practicing? Would you, would you would you spend like all day because it was like you're young and you're like this is this is fun let me just do it nonstop. That's a really cool question. So when I was in in you know when I started I I was in high in school and then in, and then after that I was in in high school. Mm-hmm. So after high school or after school I was going to produce music. So it was like maybe three hours a day and when I was not in school I was producing music. Okay, so that's a lot of hours. Yeah, did anybody at school was like, "Hey, he's a music guy. Like, can you make music for us?" Or 
That is that is that is a cool question because I didn't tell anybody. Really? Until, yes, I I didn't tell anybody <laughs> until I was like like very recent, like maybe uh, almost two years ago. Like yeah. I I didn't tell anybody, and and the reason because of that is because you know I I don't come from like a very video game uh, kind of environment, so it was like you know I I knew I wasn't going to be so appreciated, you know. So mm-hmm. it was like, uh, so, but in the end, I just uh, I started with my personal brand and stuff, and then everybody knew. Mm-hmm. And how old are you? I'm 19. 19? Look, oh look at that. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> see, I was, I, I saw some stuff, and I was like, you know, you seem young, but I was like, you're also doing all these th- great things. So I was like, I don't know. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. So, are you in? Are you so you out of high school? Are you in college, or are you just doing your own thing? Awesome. So, no, I'm after high school. I don't. I didn't go to college, and I don't plan to do to go there. I love that answer. <laughs> but uh, no yeah, need. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No need. I mean, yeah, if you got YouTube and you've you've mastered it and you've pretty good and you have your own personal brand, I mean, like it's pretty much just. You're good and you're set. Just go after it. Yeah. So now, what did you start doing where you, like, when did you start doing work for other people? Almost, like, almost two years. So one year and a half, I okay. think I started, like, getting more into the game dev culture and more with game development and with game developers. But before of that, you know, I started Vital Landscape. And I started Vital Landscape when... It was like 2015, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I, I just well, I just didn't knew that you could get paid uh, making music for games. You know, I just really liked to be to make music for for video games and this kind of chip tune and sounds, and I really love that. So I just didn't knew that you could be paid. So then, with the time, uh, this big company, big studio, which is called Studio Furukawa, the creators of Pixel Car Racer, they told us that they liked a lot uh, our music and they wanted a soundtrack. So, uh, and what I mean by we, you know, we were both, we were two in virtual landscape. I produced the music and my brother made the graphics and art, visual art. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's very common sometimes. And uh, yeah. so, so I produced the soundtrack as it's called Pixel Skeptic. And is on the Pixel Car Racer game. So you had like a, a dynamic duo. You got the music, and your brother's got the uh, like graphic design. Yeah. That's awesome. See that, that? It's like um, when you have people around you that can do like creative stuff, it makes it easier to you know make this creative brand or stuff like that. Now, when did you know you wanted to make that brand? When were you like, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur. I'm gonna have my own brand. We're gonna make music. When did that start? I think, uh, but where? Uh, Byte Landscape or my personal brand? Personal because brand. It's like <laughs> personal brand, okay. So when I turned 18, like a year ago, yeah. I just <laughs> yeah, I just decided, hey, uh, I truly must make money or must, I must, uh, you know, make something awesome. So I think from there. I like that I must make something awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now... What sets you apart from 
let's say other people who are doing the same thing you're doing now like what do you do that's different i think that a lot of uh music composers or, or video game music composers are very kind of just for the money right i know mm-hmm. that i mentioned you know literally just in a, in a few seconds i must make money but I didn't knew how, you know, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just, when I started Vital Landscape, I just didn't start for the money, you know? In fact, I I didn't have a PayPal account until a year ago. And so all the stream revenue from Vital Landscape, it was like, I, I didn't touch it. So it was like, right now we have, or, or I have uh, like over 300,000 streams on Spotify, but I didn't touch any of that, you know, before. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was because I had I didn't have a, a PayPal account, so it wasn't because of the money. And I think that is the difference. You know, I, I just truly love games, and I love the design of them. I love, I love the music, especially. That's what I I think it's, mm-hmm. it makes me different. And also, I I know the culture too. So I'm guessing you were a big gamer when younger. Yeah, big well, gamer. <laughs> some of your favorite games. Mega Man. To Mega Man 4. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I didn't grow up so much with like the PS3, PS4, things like that, you know. So I had this cool console, uh, it was like a PS1. I didn't know how, I, I don't know if that was like a hack that it had. Like you could play the, the NES games. So it has like, a, I didn't know, it was for my brother. So uh, it had like, a, Mega Man 2, Mega Man 3, Mega Man 4, Super Mario 3, and that's maybe why PS1? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Oh, he must have jailbroken it, but that's weird. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that. It was like a CD, and you put it, and it has all the games. Maybe maybe that was piracy. I don't know. Dang. <laughs> You're breaking At the time. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. 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 At the time, I didn't know. So, so, but I just played it. <laughs> I'm, against, I'm against piracy, of course, but at the time, I didn't know. But yeah, I never really played the Mega Man games, but um, I'm assuming the music inspired you a lot. Yeah, Mega Man music is just amazing. Yeah, so I got to listen to some later because I, I want some yeah. inspirational juices like that. Now, uh, for for going to game dev, was that like, did you know you wanted to do game dev stuff? Or somebody just come to you and say, hey, can you do music for the games? Mostly like the second option. Like, there was like, I was very inspired by this chiptone music, this chiptone uh, kind of sounds. And then, you know, the studio kind of approach, just like, hey, just, uh, I really have a cool game and you make very small music for what I want. So can you make this? And that was it. Okay. And what do you mean by cheap tunes? Like, like just like cheap to buy? Chip tunes. What? Oh, chip tunes. Oh, my bad. Well, what does that mean, Zoe? Uh, it's kind of it's like the music that you get in retro video games, so mm-hmm. like quite sort of boop, 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 that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was the you know that was the music in old games because there was no, only was, yeah. pressing power. Um, but it's got a yeah, I'm sure you agree, Louis, a particular aesthetic to it, which is really interesting. Um, yeah. and like quite versatile to work with that. It's kind of timeless in a way, but it was started being this sort of smaller, 
kind of variety of music that you could implement into these games because of the processing power. So yeah, chip tune. I don't know why it's called chip tune. Maybe because it was on one chip or something. Yeah, I, I don't know too. So I just like <laughs> no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Now I want to know how you. Uh, when did you make that Legend of Zelda theme? I think it's on a. It's on a YouTube channel. I forgot which one was it called. The My one... theme remix. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, like it's like people. I put this all the comments. They're like, "This is so good. Like this needs more views." And I was like, "I think Louis yeah. made this." <laughs> yes, I made it. Uh, I was like 15, maybe. And 15 I just wanted it. to. Dang. Yeah, I just decided. I just want to make the best Zelda remix ever. And yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did it take you to make that? Oh, maybe like. 16 hours maybe really? the project i don't know. yes okay but but i don't know maybe i had like maybe one or two weeks making it like various hours per day but i don't know why it took so long <laughs> 16 hours yeah. is not long <laughs> ah, <okay. laughs> i would i would say <laughs> yes, right? because, i feel like it's short because, but it also feels long I, I don't i don't i don't make music so i don't know <laughs> yeah no, to me it's like right now it's like it feels like it's a long time because right now it's like I just make a song literally in just three hours and it's really cool, in my opinion, of course. <laughs> I would say that's awesome. I think that's that what took you what like ten years of work to get there. Mm. Right, you've been doing it since you were or no, you said seven or nine? No, nine, right? Nine, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, I think I think you develop a skill. It's like Picasso, right? I don't know if you know this story where Picasso, you know, make like a sketch in just five minutes and, you know, the lady for a lady and the lady asked, how much is it? So he just tell her that, tell, tell that is like a $10,000, something like that. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh my goodness, but just five minutes, just 20 seconds there. Yeah, but... I just work for over 50 years to Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> this level, so it was crazy. I love yeah. that quote. But it goes like hand in hand. So it goes one way, it's like for people who are learning, it's like, yeah, it takes time, so be patient about it. But then once you do make it, it's like, you know your worth. Like, you've been working on this forever, and if it's really, like, you perceive it as really good, then like, yeah, like, it's worth this much because I've, I've spent so much time to be able to do something like this. Now, for, since I don't know much about like creating music, what is the process like? Like, how would somebody go from like I want to learn how to make music to starting to make their like really small tunes? I think first you have to like it. You know, if you are just making music for the fame or something like that, or for the streams, or because it's cool, because uh, you know, I had some friends uh, that. Recently, not recently, but like two years ago, was like learning to make like trap beats, and it was like because it was getting cool, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Come on, I have made, I have been making this in this same software for over, I don't know, maybe five, uh, seven years." That when I when at that time, and so the first thing is just liking it, and the second thing is just being kind of obsessed with it, you know, because it's like art. Or, or video games or coding. I don't know how it's with coding, 
maybe it's almost like the same. No, it's just it's it's like obsessed, being, yeah. I'm it, being oh. obsessed. You just <laughs> like it and just want to. In the in the case of music, you just want to listen to that and make it sound amazing. Maybe with Gaudi, it's just like, oh, I want to make it function really cool, and you're just being obsessed. And I think it's the first step. You just always liking it. Mm-hmm. No, it's really true. Like, especially you want to get really good, because you know I've played around with different stuff, and I can get okay at some things, but to get to your level, get to anybody's level where it's like you're really good. You gotta be obsessed. You even have to make so many sacrifices to be like, yeah. I'm gonna give this, this, and this up so that I can focus on this. And that's another thing too. Yeah. So how like did you make any sacrifices when younger? Were you like, hey, I'm not gonna be able to go to this event or party because I have to now make music or study or something? Yes. So I met a lot. You know, I I just I just had really cool friends. So they 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 were on parties a lot. So because I was teenager, I just. Mm-hmm. Wanted to go, but at the same time, just like nah, I prefer just to make music, you know. I just prefer to instead of going to a party like and, and hanging around and just uh, just being there. I just want to make music and I just want to get early and get up early tomorrow, Saturday. Let's say that our party is on Friday. Mm-hmm. I want to get up early and make music instead of just going to a party. It's beautiful. It's. Again, it's the difference between some people. Now, I'm not saying you can't go to parties. Eventually, you could be like, oh, I'll go tonight. But like, the idea that's like, I want to do this instead of that because this is more important to me, and I think it's going to pay off in the end. Yeah. Um, now, let's get into the studio job. How do you pronounce that? Furukawa. There we go. I knew that said. So, when I, as I told you, you know, I was like producing music for Vitral Landscape under the name of Vitral Landscape. And then, you know, this studio approaches with the idea of Pixel Car Racer. Um, I just made uh, the music of it. That's basically it. Okay. And then, is that the same one that did, like, the Nintendo Switch? Did they make a game for the Switch? Or... Awesome. So, I, I don't, I cannot talk a lot about that because it's still, like, in process. Oh, but... okay. Secret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make money moves. There we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's like yes no more <laughs> <laughs> you know when it's money moves when they're making you sign like a non-disclosure agreement that's yeah when you... it really is you like, serious yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're not allowed to say anything legally so it's all good that's a good move so how did they contact you like had they seen your work previously and they like got in touch with you over email how what was the process of them finding you at that time it was you know SoundCloud was a very good place to play your music, you know. It was like 2016 when I made the Pixel Car Racer soundtrack, so I was 15. So SoundCloud, it was a really cool place to plot electronic music, music, chip to music, and this stuff. So I was just plotting on SoundCloud, on YouTube, and all of these other platforms. And there were like a group, I remember, when, when SoundCloud had groups. There was like a chiptune group, and you know I always submitted the music to that. So maybe that's why where they find me, and then they message me in the platform in SoundCloud. So it was really cool. Yeah, and that's like when SoundCloud was having its heyday, because it sort of yeah. it sort of dwindled a little bit now. But um, it was definitely that was it was definitely a time where it was like in its golden era, where people were really really using it. 
um that's really interesting that they found you on there I mean that's what putting your like if you put your work out there then it will be found if it's good quality well that's what I think anyway yeah 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 put your stuff out there all your game like TV students your work just keep posting it I promise you it's not as bad as you think it's better <laughs> For a second, I'm going to mention all the. Uh, I go to the forum on the game TV and I look at like people's work. Right, there's a lot of people's work where it's like, it's it's starting out work, right? So it's like they don't expect it to be good, and I understand. But it's like there's a lot of like my work. You know, it's pretty bad, but like I like feedback or or like you know I wasn't going to post it, but like I'm going to post it anyways. And it's just like be confident in your work and be confident in the fact that you're starting out. Like most people aren't doing what you're doing, so like. For all you guys who were like, this isn't good enough, it's great. It's awesome. Keep going, though. Keep making new stuff. Keep learning from people's feedback. I promise you, you'll one day get to the point where you're like, you know what? You're right. It is awesome. And you're producing amazing work and people are reaching out to you. Mm-hmm. So that now, Louis, what what motivates you? Like, what what makes you want to create music all the time? Do you want to, like, empower people? Do you just like the process of making music? What is your why? Well, that is a profound question. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I I truly like just to create music. It's just something I don't know. It's just like why did you call? You know, right? It's like I just like it. You know, just That's I true. like the process. What? I love I, I I love to uh, get into the software and you know just make some chord progressions, make some drums, and just the overall process. I love it, and I think I express something that maybe people can relate and maybe that way that's why i truly just like the process and i don't know i just really love it mm-hmm. that's a great answer so now i want to get more technical about some stuff so when you're like day to day like what was your like day like when you were making music when you're younger like when you woke up really early what was it like awesome when i was when I was nine, this is the crazy thing because I have like 10 years producing music, but only five years with Bytron Landscape, mm-hmm. less than a year because this is the new artistic name that I have uh, created like maybe in, on April. That is now called Lufus. Now my artistic name is not Bytron Landscape, but Lufus. So, so it's very early. It's very early. But my process was like when I was con- with Bytron Landscape, it was like I was going to high school. So I wake up like at 6 a.m., mm-hmm. have class at 7 a.m., uh, arrive like uh, 12 p.m., like in the mid, mid-afternoon, mm-hmm. and then go to class to 1 p.m. again and arrive at 5 p.m. So it was a little bit crazy. And, but after that, because you, you have almost all the classes in the school, I just didn't have so much homework. So from like 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., I was making music okay. or something related to Bajalansky. <laughs> and then where was this? Was this in Venezuela? Yes. Okay. And what, what high school did you go to? It was like, was it like a, just a regular high school? It was a Catholic high school. So, yeah. Okay. Then when you're going to do with your music, what like what you open up the software and you just play around with stuff? What is the like technical stuff about what you're doing? Oh, did we lose him? No. Nope. Oh, no, no, here you are. Okay. He's still here. I'm just thinking. Oh, you're good. But yeah, I, I, I think I froze, think... so I didn't know. 
Yeah. I think uh, I just got inspired by maybe something that I listened to or by a piece of art. And then I play around with it and just create music, create a song, create the drums, everything. Then because like I'm just trying to like put pieces together like if I were to like if I were starting like today how could I like make something decent it'd be like would I have to would I just would I just be able to just play around with, like is it easy to understand the software yes I mean maybe you know I think I think maybe some people on, on the game dev uh, can you know to provide value for them I think uh, yes first I think understanding your software is very important I think, uh, you know, knowing the shortcuts to have a great workflow, uh, knowing what you're doing and learning always because there are new updates, not only new updates, but also, you know, learning about music because it's like it's never ending. You know, it's not mm -hmm. just like, oh, I just learned music five, five years ago and now I'm a genius and everything just comes easy. I'm learning always. So I think the process, it's easy or easier once you kind of understand the fundamentals first of music and first and second of the tools that you're using right like the software what what uh how can i make drums how can i make uh pads how can i make pianos what things are new how can i add saturation etc okay and then uh what was the youtube videos you you watched so that anybody can follow them what were they uh what were they called i don't know if it exists anymore but I'm very sure that they are new right now. So, for example, right now I I watch some of the new YouTube content of Kyler Beats. They are beat making uh, stuff, but they are really good because you can learn how they make music, you know, and uh, you can just understand the basics and how they make music and what they think when making it. I think it's really cool. That is one maybe. I don't know, I truly just don't remember so much. But if you, right now, is if you go to YouTube and you just go and, and type how to make video game music, maybe you have like, for example, there's a really cool friend that is named, uh, the name of him is Akash. I don't know if you know him, Akash.audio. He has made the sound design of Hyperdrift uh, Shifter. I don't know, if that is the game, right? And uh, so it's really cool. He has like a YouTube channel of sound design. And I'm very sure that right now are even more. Mm. Have you ever uh, taught anybody how to make music? I think, I don't, I, I think it's kind of weird. I, I just don't feel like, uh, like a teacher so much. Mm -hmm. Like maybe someday, but I don't know, I just like to make it, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. I think I have teached some of the people, like uh, some maybe some other composers, right? Uh, provide them feedback, but maybe not teaching them like, like a course. Maybe in the future I will make one. But yeah. Okay. What software do you use? Uh, Full Studio Twenty. Okay. And have you have you dabbled in doing sound design as well? Have you? tried your hand at making sound effects and doing foley and those kind of things or have you made have you just stayed purely in music i also make uh, sound design but it's not like my ford uh like the one that i love the most right it's like it's really cool but it's not what i love the most so yeah but yes i do 
it's especially like early early stages you're like the kind of two the two things the composition and the sound design tend to get like lumped together into one role so a lot of people end up doing both and having like a little hand in both um but like obviously they interlink and they build on each other and like a lot of composers do have skills in sound design it's it is interesting it is a good thing to have for sure have you is there any games that really inspire you in terms of the sound design what what do you what do you find interesting oh so i think the games that have inspired me the most in sound design both in sound design and music I think of like the retro ones, Mega Man. I love Mega Man music. It's just crazy. It's just jazz, jazzy, it's blues, and it's it's amazing. Marvel vs. Capcom 2, which is like, I'm like a promoter of that game because it's just <laughs> the best. <laughs> yeah, it's just the best fighting game ever made. Is it really? I've never played it. I mean, oh man, for me, it's, it's the best, you know? <laughs> what do you play it on? I. That was on PlayStation One. No. That was legal. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Not with the crazy so, disc had everything on it. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, that, no. that was for the PlayStation One, and later on, I had a PS2, and I played the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 there. So it was really cool. See, I think th- both of those games, like, truly really, well, and of course, some others like Mario or and Zelda. And others. So you're really a big fan of retro games, like very sort of old school games. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Would you would you consider working on like a, a massive AAA title, like where you have access to orchestras and all those kind of things? Would that be something that would interest you, or or would you do you prefer staying sort of in the realm of the electronic? Like, I think I would be interested, right? Like in something like. Uh... Like Hayao Miyazaki soundtrack from Studio Ghibli, something like that. That would be yes. awesome. That would be amazing. So I really love all kind of music. It's not only electronic, because of course that is like my strong kind of uh, muscle, just to say it that way. But that would be cool, like being like a composer of Ghibli films or something like that. That would be amazing. Those that particular sort of style and that kind of style of music that's attributed to Ghibli films is so amazing and powerful and just it's just so evocative and you do see a lot of yeah especially like anime and you know movies and tv just doing amazing things with music and yeah it it would be an amazing thing to be able to have like an orchestra at your fingertips especially with a game because you can just be so experimental with it for sure. Yes. That sounds amazing. Just having like the whole orchestra in your hands. Just being able to do whatever you want. I need that. <laughs> I want that. I want to be able to like, make games like a like a triple A. Oh, one day. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what you want, because it's not because you know, it's not everybody's yeah. it's not everybody's end point that they maybe would want to do a triple A title, but I mean I'm sure it would be it would be amazing. But I guess you have more freedom with more with smaller projects. So with your with the first project that you were like you were spotted for, did they literally lift your music and just put it into the game? So there was no like process of changing it round before it was put into the game. It was just like 
lifted in and that was it you didn't have to do any more editing or or work to change it and in pixel car racer yeah yes it was like oh, i love this song and let's put it in the game i think it fits perfectly right now of course wow. it's a little bit different because it's like uh, have some feedback from the composers from the composer from the game developers so it requires some changes but at that time it was like i just this is the this is it you know Wow. So they just felt like it fit the project so well that they just put it right in. That's really unusual because usually there's, a, I mean, I suppose they found your work as a thing that was just independent, but it's really unusual that they just be like, we're taking it and we're putting it in and we're not going to modify it or change it. They must have really, really thought it fit what they were doing well. That is, yeah, that's amazing. I've never heard of that ever happening before. That's really cool. That's really cool. Hot. Yeah. I mean, he's wearing a hoodie. I, is it not winter time for you? Oh, true. Yeah, it's like true. It's I like winter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's wearing. Yeah, a but it's not like. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I wear a hoodie because the AC is too cold. <laughs> but uh, but I don't know. Like, we're just talking uh, about. What are you saying? It's like it's like it's like winter, but with tropical feelings. I don't know how to explain that. That's, winter feelings. That's the next. That's the new uh, EP title. <laughs> With tropical feelings. Winter, <laughs> tropical. Wait, is it winter with feelings or, or winter oh. with tropical feelings? Yeah, hey, I like that. Okay, wait. that is the one. That's the one. That's your new. That's your Christmas EP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Uh, uh, where are we? Well, uh, yes, yeah, so I was asking about um, the the studio job. If they ever like brought you into the studio and was like make music for us? Oh no, it was all online. You know, okay. it wasn't like on on a local studio, maybe in the future, but it was like all online. Okay. And you still work in a studio, nothing wrong with that. So you've always worked remotely, yeah. presumably, or have you been to the yeah. studios that you've worked with? That is that is a good question because from right now, you know, I have always been working remotely, like online, because I'm on Latin America, so it's like these studios are generally from like, uh, the United States or Studio for Cairo, for example, is based on Hawaii. So, yes, mostly remotely. You know what's crazy? Perfect. Yeah, perfect. It's, it's perfect for you because of Corona. Like, it's like <laughs> you were made yeah. for this, this uh, age of remote working, which is honestly what it should be because then you can travel anywhere and still do your work. Essentially. Yeah. Now let's get into the um, Bitnow landscape. That is, is this your co-creator? What is this? Yes. Your brother. It's like, brother, right? Hey, you and your brother, right? Eh? Yes. It was like I made music with with my brother. Not with my, with my brother. My brother doesn't make music, but he actually made the art. So everything visual was like made of, you know, he made it, and I made the music. Okay. And so your main goal is like to empower gamers for uh, music? Yeah, I think so. But, you know, I think with the time it has changed. I think it's just expressing my music and something that people can relate to, especially gamers, maybe because it's like inspired on video game music. But not also empower, but, you know, music also, there's also sad music, for example. And, you know, maybe a person can relate to that, you know? Mm -hmm. and 
So yes. Interesting. So like I know it's funny because we have a podcast, but like you've made this thing called Podfrog, right? Yes. And you're you're over here making a uh, money moves with big podcast people, right? And big names. And um... yes, Podfrog is a very new thing. It's like it's like my new company. It's very small. It's very uh, early uh, right now. But it's basically a podcast agency where you can observe. Podfrog is like a podcast agency where you outsource your podcast. Basically, we free you from podcasting. It's like you record and you just send this to us. And that's it. That's all you have to do. And we update like systems. We have systems like uh, trackers that if you want to check out the, the current state of a podcast, of your podcast, if it's editing or if it's recorded or if it's like a, already scheduled, you can check out that. But you don't have to do to go to an editing software because that's really painful. It's really, it's, it's like putting the music, putting the audio. It's like, it's, it's just, just crazy. Yeah. Now, how did you get this started? So when you say like, hey, where, where did you get the idea to start that? It was because when I started like fri- freelancing, when I was like 18, like maybe one month and a half ago, I met this person, Mark Metry which is now one of my best friends. He's like a best-selling author, uh, first feature entrepreneur. And, you know, I made music for him and I made the intro of his podcast, Humans 2.0, it's like a top 100 podcast. And, you know, we're, we were talking about, and, you know, I just had the idea of, because I, I, I before of, of the idea, I started a podcast called uh, Game Music, uh, something like that. It was, I don't, I don't even remember. It was like, it was something like, pile the other ideas. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. Just I just forget it, you know. <laughs> uh, it was like game game music uh, with Louis Quintero. I, I truly just don't remember, but it was basically about game music, and uh, but it was so painful, you know, because I had to edit the podcast. I have to, you know, just do a lot of things besides of just creating music and having clients and things like that it was very painful it was a lot of work and i just didn't like it so maybe also podcasters stops uh their progress because of that you know it's a lot of work it so little, yeah yeah it's it's crazy so that's why i started so I mean, do you do any of the editing or so like do you have a team who like edits their stuff adds the music in and you're just kind of like i made it this is what we're doing. I'm going to get the people to like bring their podcast on. That is a cool question. So in the first, I made it like I edit podcasts. I edited podcasts, but you know, with the time, I just, I just don't like. Oh, yeah, podcasts. that's what I thought. Cause I was like, you don't like it, but you're like, I'm going to do other people's. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you know, and compared to other people that edit podcasts and they love to clean up an episode, they love to, you know, put the music, uh, take out some words. I just don't like, I just want to make music, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, I just decided to, okay, I will give this to other people that truly like this and that they do excellent work and I just will outsource it. I will meet the people that want to source the podcast and they will, will you know, having a team is, is more like, uh, I think I prefer that. So you have like a team of people? Yes. Now look at you. What are some of the podcasts that you've worked on? 
Because I think you saw you post something with like some very like influential entrepreneur, and I was like, dang. I thought you did the podcast with them. I was like, look at you. Yes. So I have edited podcasts for Mark Metry, which is like uh, the entrepreneur I just uh, told you. Uh, he made uh, Humans 2.0 is the podcast. Also, Says the J by Sarah Holloway is from Australia. She has interviewed Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you know oh, Gary what? Vaynerchuk. No way. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. She has interviewed Gary Vaynerchuk and you know a lot of big people, Mark Manson. Uh, Mark Metro, for example, with Humans 2.0, he has interviewed Seth Godin, all of these marketing entrepreneurial names, which I love too. And also Breaking It Down by Michelle Falcon, that is a very new podcast and it's based on Canada and it's about entrepreneurial things, you know, and things like that. So there are the main three shows that I love to highlight because it's it's so common and it's so relatable, you know. That's all. Those are big names. It's pretty cool. So now I'm trying to like relate all this to like, let's say, open up your own game dev studio or whatever. But like, what what is the process like for opening up your agency? Is it like getting a business license, hiring like a lawyer or doing certain things or just you're making your work? And then you do that at one point where you're like, OK, we need to we need to step it up. We're making money. Awesome. So. I don't think that you need to have like a license for outsourcing work because when you have the team, you already, you know, it's like you already have everything, you know? So mm -hmm. as long as you kind of contract also other freelancers, uh, it's like cool. So that's basically the process. Okay. And then how much time do you spend on like your your brand or your team for Podfrog? Is that like, does it take a lot of time or is it just like you set it up at the beginning and then now it kind of just works itself? Yes, I think you set it up at the beginning, like you have the right systems, like maybe uh, let's say that a podcast uh, sent me a, a new episode. So yeah. what I do is like send in the instructions and because we have a system that have like the episode titles and the current state, uh, like is it edited yet? Is it uploaded? And I think it's it's more, it takes very few, like not even an hour uh, per, per, per episode, like just contacting and having the feedback is just super easy. Mm -hmm. And what software do you use to keep that all together? Do you like use Notion or something? Awesome, so I use various, I use like Trello, I use, but the thing that I love the most, and I think they want to have more flexible tools because it's super easy to do. It's Google Sheets. It's very basic, but <laughs> yeah, it's super basic, but you have all, all the processes and all of that uh, kind of the systems in, in that place. You know, for example, with Google Sheets, I have something like a, like a three option thing. Like it is edited, recorded, or it's already scheduled. So the team updates that and, you know, it's, it's very easy to work with that. Yeah, those those documents are really good. What are you saying, Zoe? I was just saying that sounds really straightforward. So part, I mean, part of getting people to use your service is that it's easy to use. Like that's so important because if it's if it looks kind of big and scary for just like a regular sort of person, it, they're yes. just not they're just not gonna engage with it. But if it's if it looks sort of easy to use and it is easy to use, it's always better. Yeah, I would agree. It's always a good idea. 
Yes. Now, do you do any marketing for Podfrog? Because it's very early, I think I'm just sticking with LinkedIn content mostly. Mm-hmm. And very soon, like, we'll have a podcast, so it will be super awesome. Are you starting your own podcast? Yes. Again? Oh, be, yeah. There you yeah. go. You're going to get your team now to edit and stuff. You're like, I don't like all that stuff, but I'll come on. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I started first, like, two podcasts, one of the game music that I just told you. But, you know, I just didn't like it because it was like a solo podcast. So it was like me talking for 25 minutes, right? It's like, what? <laughs> but uh, then I started another podcast called Super Game Composer, something like that. And it was with a friend that also uh, composed music for video games. But it was like, he didn't like uh, like it a lot. I also didn't enjoy it to talk just about video game music. Uh, and so we, nah. It's, it's not. So this one is going to be awesome. Uh, I, I think that this one is going to be the long the long one. You know, the, the one that we'll stick around with. What makes it different? I think the brand and that it has a better targeted audience. What I mean by that is like, it's not just people that is interested in video game music or just composers of music. You know, it's like this will be for creators or creatives that, you know, that creates uh, art or create music. And we talk about creativity. That is the main concept of the podcast is mm-hmm. about creativity. And it's a little bit more broad, but not also like uh, just one thing. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not how to get paid by doing pixel art, something like just, just one thing. It's very limited. So I decided to expand it to more creators. Like, for example, you guys or let's say some pixel artists on Twitter that want to, you know, listen to something really awesome to know how to step up, step up their creativity and how to do other things like that. No, I think it's a great idea. If you just say limitation only is creativity, then you're set because it's everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's cool. So when do you plan to start like releasing that? When is the, what's the timeline for that one? Uh, for now, it's like uh, in the end of the year. I plan to release in the end yeah. of the year so I can have a lot of guests uh, pre-scheduled because a mistake that I learned from in the past is was like, I just started my new podcast and first episode uh, and I just recorded the first episode and now it's scheduled uh, or published. So it was like, oh, it's better to actually have like eight episodes, four to eight episodes ahead planned and put it out there and schedule them. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good advice. Yeah. I don't do that at all. But I, sometimes I'll have like hidden episodes where I'm like, oh, we don't got one this week. I got one. But uh, no, we're very consistent, so it's good. But um, what I, I'm curious, what was like one of your biggest mistakes you've made in the last like five years and how did you overcome that? The biggest mistake I think was not sticking around with music. That is was one of the biggest mistake. And, what do you and, mean? You know, yeah, that is that is crazy. You know, what do you mean by if you have been always making music? <laughs> yeah, like what do you what do you mean? Yeah, it's like God. Uh, it's just like doubting to not making music. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like that is crazy. That is, I think that is the biggest mistake I made. Also, I think the biggest mistake that I did make was like when I started my new name, my personal brand. Uh, you know, aside from Vital landscape. I changed. I wanted to change vital landscape to myself. 
that was a huge mistake because the fans of Python landscape didn't want it to see me, you know, not in the bad way, you know, yeah, <laughs> got you. but they want, they love the Python landscape brand. I don't know if you know this story of the Coca-Cola with the new Coke and things like that. So, know what happened? Uh, okay. So in like 1980, maybe it's 1980, some, sometime around that, uh, Pepsi was like with a new generation kind of marketing campaign and you know, it was, they were kind of dominating the market of, of uh, soft drink. So Coca-Cola decided to create the new Coke. And when they created the new Coke, it was very different from the Coca-Cola that we know. It was like a Coke for the new generation, something like that. A lot of people hated, you know, it was like, a lot of like $10 million wasted on marketing. So, so why did they not like it? It was a different taste it, or just? Yes, it was different taste and it was, it was not Coca-Cola. It was like, because Coca-Cola is generally, uh, it's generally made for nostalgia, right? If you look at the Coca-Cola ads, it's like to be with family, to be with, uh, you know, in Christmas. But when they do the new Coke, it was like for the new generation and it was a different taste and people hated that, you know, it was like more Pepsi and they don't want it a Pepsi, they want it. They don't want it a better Pepsi. They want it uh, just Coca-Cola, just the one that they already know. So translating that into my my mistake was like very similar. I have Python landscape for like almost five years at that time. I was 18 and I decided to change everything, right? So from Python landscape to Luis Quintero. And it wasn't like a good response because my fans were like, I surely just don't like it. You know, I love that you make the music. I love to meet you, but it's, I just want Python landscape brand. I just don't want to see a human because for example, Python landscape, it was like, a, it was like changing Mario to, to the creator of Mario. You, you know, it's like mm, changing yeah. all the character. It's not, it's not good. So I just change it anyway, <laughs> but it was very, <laughs> it was very painful. I just, oh my goodness, maybe they're right. Right. So I just change it back to Python landscape again, and you know, I just I just wow. let that pass. Wow, that's crazy. But yeah, history lesson for all of us. And that actually happened, I think, 1985. I looked it up. Uh, it was horrible. It was the worst thing they could ever done. I was like, well, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Or, yeah. Yeah. Now, I want to know how you got over to doubt. Did you just keep making music or, and then you're like, I'm good now? Or did you just like mentally like fight it? How'd you get over that? What is the question? How'd you get over doubt? That is a good question. I think by knowing the truth or by asking yourself, what is the truth? Mm. And what I mean by that is like, the truth is always only one, you know, it's like, you can have very different cultures. You can have very different backgrounds. Uh, you can you can come from different uh, countries, but the truth is always only one. Is what it, it, this is going to sound like woo woo or, or like a little bit emotional something like that? But it's what your heart tells you. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like I I knew from the beginning that I love music. So when I'm not making music, I just feel so tired. I don't I don't know why, but I just don't feel like I'm in my element. So the dub comes by recognizing the truth. So for example, let's say that. Uh, just to provide value to a game dev student, let's say that uh, maybe 
is is starting a new game, right? Maybe someone just like uh, having is having self doubt in in in. I don't know if I could make it. I don't know if it's etc. I don't know if how to make it. And I think just a really cool thing that I do is to write it on your computer, write those thoughts right uh, uh, in your computer, or write it on paper. So, and then you ask yourself like, is this truly truth, or this is just a perspective? You know, if someone had made it, you know, why not you? You know, why not I? You know. So I think that is that is that's why truth is the most important. I don't know if that makes sense. It does yeah? Yeah, I like that awesome. answer a lot. And I mean, um, keeping keeping so? eye on those sort of thoughts going around your head, those doubtful thoughts, is so important because if they like live in here and they're not out here, they're whole, it's a whole different story if they're living in your head. But you want to put them out there so you can tackle them and actually question them. Like questioning those kind of thoughts is really important, which is what I think you're saying. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah, I really, yeah, I, I think that's a really good thing to think, for sure. Sorry, you're 19? What? <laughs> yes. Were you always like this? Uh, how? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, ambitious, inspirational, yeah. Uh, I think so, <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I think so, but uh, yeah, I think so. Because in the, in, in, when I was in high school, I was like the guy that uh, people kind of, hey, Louis, give me advice or something like that, you know? So, so it was, I think so, yeah. It's nice to be that person. It's also, a, it's also a burden in a way, but it is nice to be that person for sure. Yeah, I get you. Well, how can it be a burden? What do you mean? Well, you know, people come to you with your problems, so you take a little bit of those things away with you always is kind of well, what I think anyway. So, you know, yeah, so you carry a little bit of everybody's, the advice you're giving, you carry a little bit of what they're giving back to you with you. So it can be a little bit of a burden. Well, right. yes, but at the same time, no, because when you know that, again, that's why I told, uh, I say that the truth is like the most important thing. So when you know that, this kind of uh, limiting thoughts or self-doubt, you know that they are not true. So why they don't affect me? So why? Yeah. So it's like it's it's like that. You know, I don't know how to if that makes it's your, sense. It's your armor. Yeah, it does. It does. No, I get it. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. That's very interesting. It's it's like my favorite quote from Avatar: The Last Airbender. Let's see if I can find it. Well, I was gonna ask you too. What is there any shows or movies that inspire you besides games? Movies, I think. Oh my god! Oh, Whiplash is a very cool movie. It's about jazz. It's amazing. I love that movie. And of course, there's there have to be like more movies, like uh, I don't know. Maybe some other like uh, La La Land. It's a really cool movie. It's 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 love. It's romantic movie, but mm -hmm. it's really cool because the music is amazing. Didn't it almost win something? I don't. I didn't watch the movie, so I don't know the music. Yeah, I, yeah, they win like a lot of Oscars. Yeah. Okay. There was this whole thing at the Oscars where, um, so they, I forget what it was for. It was either best director or um, it might have been in best film, but they read out La La Land, and it wasn't actually. They didn't actually win. It was a different film, so they were ready what? to get. Like, uh, actually, 
you didn't win. It was really awkward. It was a it was a couple of years ago. It was really awkward. Wasn't that Steve Harvey, or was that oh, something great. else? He he needs to get it together. Oh my days! It was awful. <laughs> it was awful. Oh man, I'd forgotten about it. It was it was like live, so it was a little bit crazy. Ooh, how, do you, how do you mess that up? Is it on the uh, card? Yeah, so I know, I know why. Yeah, so the company that made made the cards just mm. messed up and gave them the wrong thing, and it even had like the wrong category on it. So it could have been stopped a couple mm. of points. He wasn't paying attention. Uh, Crazy. Happens. I mean, even those kind of things, they have they have mistakes that happen. But that's like a big mistake. So I th- imagine probably someone lost their job over that, or a few people lost their jobs over that. Yeah. Oh well. But no, but going to your, like, what is truth? So this quote, I, I love the quote. I just, it just fits perfectly. But it's like, the true mind can weather all the lies and illusions without being lost. The true heart can tough the poison of hatred without being harmed. Since beginningless time, darkness thrives in the void, but it always yields to purifying light. It's kind of like your little, like, look, I know the truth. So, like, no matter what you throw at me, it's not going to hurt me. Or it's not going to, I'm not going to see it in the way that you intended it to be seen. Felt. Exactly. It's like, That's, it's like. Uh, it's like being on the storm with all, you know, the, the, you know, with all everything coming at you. But you know the truth, so you're starting to talk. Dang. that's crazy. See, I feel like I've had to learn it, but you've, you've like just had that. Yeah, with the time, of course. I think, I think growing up with, you know, with few things, kind of don't make, don't, kind of let you be entitled. You know, mm. it's like, it's like I grew with almost nothing. I, I couldn't, my mother couldn't afford a piano, for example. Yeah. I really wanted to play a piano. Uh, but instead of that, I just made music on my computer that I already were in my home. So, and I started, and, and this is crazy because when I was younger, my mother didn't also bought me some mic, some uh, headphones so I can produce better music. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because, you know, she would love to. But yeah. the crazy thing is that, of course, she couldn't. So what I did was like before it, with the music, I also draw. So of course it's not like my main thing, but I made draws for the people in the school. And maybe that's why maybe I'm a little bit more entrepreneurial too, but I made draws for the people and they pay me like, and you know, with that time I save for the, for the headphones and finally yeah. got my headphones. You're like, literally an entrepreneur at heart. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Wow. Well, uh, that was awesome. You're very uh, inspirational. Uh, the music you're doing is great. The fact that you're doing all this while you're 19 is it's insane. But uh, well, it was a pleasure having you on. But before we get to the end, I want to ask you a challenge for the game dev.tv students. Make it like music-related. It could be anything. Awesome. So a challenge. First, who, who exactly is, is listening to this? Like... So, Game developers, especially. Yeah, so it's a lot of a lot of it. There's like maybe a few that are you know pros, but most of it's like people who are literally like, I don't know how to make games, or I'm just starting, or it's like the first year, and they they could be doing music. Most likely, this episode's gonna be geared to music people because I'm gonna make it like that. But it can be anybody: music people, programmers, 3D modelers, writers, anybody doing game development, or anybody just interested in making music. A challenge is to make. Oh, a challenge. Oh, let's see. Let's see. I just want to, I want to take uh, this time, this precious moment. Yeah, take this moment. 
<laughs> I think a challenge could be like doing something doing the opposite of what you would do. And what I mean is like it's not like uh, doing a not doing anything like if you're making a game just don't do anything i'm not mean that <laughs> i mean it's just like asking yourself if what if you do the opposite right instead of making the game this way what if what what if you make this game in the opposite way what i mean is not like not making it but making it in a different perspective so i think that is going to help you a lot. You know, like making something really like opposite from what you're doing, I think will really help. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> different perspective. Yeah, making a yeah. different perspective. So it's like, let's say maybe you're making a shooter game, maybe instead make like an 8-bit like platform game. Something totally oh, like Oh, well, let's put that. Uh, let's say that you're uh, making a shooter game, right? Okay. Instead of, instead of having like a classical shooter, right? Mm -hmm. What if you do the opposite? What if instead of uh, you have to kill people, people are going to kill you? You know, that is mm, what okay, I mean. Okay, okay, <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. And you have like to you could do a Mario that. game where you have to uh, capture Peach instead of saving her. Yeah, okay. yeah, something like That's... that. So, yeah, okay. I like it. I love that. Yeah. So, is there anything you want to say, Zoe? No, just. Sorry. Well, oh, let Zoe end it off because she never does. <laughs> okay. um, just that it was a pleasure speaking to you. Um, congratulations on all your good work. And I mean, you've obviously got a bright career ahead of you. You just, I can't wait to see where you go, really. It's going to be really interesting. And yeah, just like live it, own it. You deserve it. It's great. Thank you for talking to us. Yep. And is there anything else you want to say? Any shout outs, inspirational quotes, anything? We hand the mic to you and uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, so if you want to listen to my music, of course, go to, you can search on Google Bytron Landscape. Yeah, it's like B-I-T-O-N-A-L Landscape. And you can find me on all the platforms, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere. And if you want to know more about me and my personal brand, which is Lufus, you can search me on Instagram, I am Lufus, at I am Lufus, and you can see all my stuff. Also, you can go to my website if you're interested on gaming music or game music, IamLufus.com slash game music, and you can see all the work that I have made. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find all GameDev.TV courses at courses.gamedev.tv slash courses or in the show notes with a 10% discount. Get started with your game development journey today.